0: Welcome to Christian Financial Perspectives, a weekly financial podcast where we talk about ways to integrate your faith and your finances. This is Bob Barber.
1: This is Mary Jo Lyons. Are you ready to learn the truth about money from a biblical perspective? Join us as we discuss what God's Word says about money. If it's your first time listening, welcome to the show. And if you're a returning listener, welcome back.
2: Well, hello, Mary Jo.
1: Hi Bob, how's your day going?
2: Well, I'm very excited about a topic today that we're going to be talking about because as you know, I'm one of the pioneers of it and this is just going to be a lot of fun because it's something that's dear to my heart.
1: Well, that's great and I know that you've been dying to kind of get started on this one. In today's episode of Christian Financial Perspectives, we're going to discuss biblically responsible investing, but how it fits under the broader umbrella of impact investing. So let's get started. You know, one of the things about financial services is we are guilty of talking in jargon, in industry jargon, and I know that gets in the way of our dialogue with clients a lot of times, so we hope to be able to simplify that and take the mystery out of money. So one of the things to get started with when we talk about biblically responsible investing and impact investing, I thought it would be helpful if we defined what that is for our listeners. So I looked it up on Wikipedia and impact investing refers to investments made into companies, organizations, and funds with the intention to generate a measurable, beneficial, social, or environmental impact alongside a financial return. So this is important for people that want to marry their money with their value system, if you will. So what better way to fit in the biblically responsible investing? I know they go even farther on Investopedia. So what do they say there?
2: The definition on Investopedia is impact investing is investing that aims to generate specific beneficial social or environmental effects in addition to financial gain. Here's the definition. Impact investing is a subset of socially responsible investing. But while the definition of socially responsible investing encompasses avoidance of harm, Impact Investing actually seeks to make a positive impact by investing, for example, in nonprofits that benefit the community or in clean technology enterprises. Now, I think I got all that. That's a little confusing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, to take it, just make it more simple. The basic goal of Impact Investing is to help reduce the negative effects of business activity on the social environment. And some look at it as almost a form of philanthropy.
0: All right,
2: so you've got this other thing in here. You call it ESG. Now, explain what ESG means to our audience because you said we were going to get it to financial jargon and we were doing it right
0: now. Well,
1: we're taking the mystery (laughs) out of it, so I think you got to start with that, with kind of defining. Our listeners are hearing these labels out in the day's press. You know, They're hearing terms thrown around, socially responsible investing, impact investing, but they don't know what all this means, so I thought we would start with just defining it. And ESG is, again, under the umbrella of impact investing, and it's environmental and social governments. And they want to feel good about the companies they're investing in. So there's growing evidence that suggests that when investing in the environmental and social governance factors, when you integrate that with your investment analysis, then you're able to find companies that are poised to withstand the test of time. These factors have proven to present various types of risk to investors that they're able to avoid. Does that make sense?
2: It kind of makes sense. I just start thinking about it as a pioneer in biblically responsible investing and where it all stemmed from. And really, I never even thought of it this way. But things are changing and times are changing. Back when I was thinking about biblically responsible investing,
0: I didn't even know how it came about, except from the fact that when the Southern Baptist Convention came out and said, we don't want our members going to a well-known amusement park because it was sponsoring Gay Day, which was considered an anti-family agenda.
2: And from that is how I got interested in biblically responsible investing. Because then I said, well, what am I investing in? What companies am I investing in that could be involved in supporting agendas that could be violating biblical principles? And that took me down this path. And then I started realizing, not even ever thinking about it, that socially responsible investing has been around for years. Making sense to you?
1: Exactly. And so it's kind of the broader umbrella, if you will. And the faith-based or biblically responsible investing just fits underneath that category. BRI, which is biblically responsible investing, is also known as faith-based investing. And again, it seeks to align itself with companies supporting conservative agendas. And that's just what you said that resonated so well with you so long ago. Biblically Responsible Investing, it avoids buying publicly traded companies directly or indirectly through a mutual fund that are known to violate biblical principles. We do this through a screening process. So why don't you talk a little bit about that, Bob, and what the screening process looks like?
2: We have a screening process, and I want to get back to the beginning. And the beginning back in like 19, I think it was about 1994, 1995, it's when I started finding out about this. The screening process we use today is called the Evaluator. It's a computer program that goes through and looks at all the companies and what they might be involved in. But I still remember back then, how was I going to find out what all these companies were involved in? And there was a guy named Scott Fehrenbacher out of Seattle, Washington, that was coming up with this program that was looking at companies and basically looking at several agendas like abortion, pornography, anti-family values... Domestic Partner Benefits, Gambling, Tobacco, Alcohol. Over time, he started introducing this concept, and then a mutual fund family was founded off of that concept called the Timothy Plan. Timothy Plan were really the very first mutual fund family in America that said, we're going to be biblically responsible. Back then, they called it morally responsible. But because morals in our country have such a wide range where they shouldn't they need to be based on the Bible but morality over the years it was changed from morally responsible to biblically responsible for the very fact that morality is being defined as whatever we want it to be but the Bible was very clear on what is right and wrong so the program evaluator is what we use and we can enter in any mutual fund ETF even an individual stock, and goes through and it finds what the companies may be involved in, and if they're involved in those agendas that violate biblical principles, then we just steer clear of those companies and look for companies that are not in violation, that are making a good profit and are doing good things for our society versus tearing it down.
1: Well, exactly. And one of the things to kind of make it simple We are basically screening out companies that are harmful to society based on biblical foundations. Would it be safe to say that some of the screens that they are using now for the Biblically Responsible are some of the same screens that originated with the socially responsible movement?
2: Yes and no. Socially responsible investing will actually look for companies that are very involved in the LGBT or look for companies that may be giving to Planned Parenthood. So there's really two different sides. The socially responsible investing side is more about the liberal agenda, where the biblically responsible investing side is more of the conservative agenda. I call the socially responsible funds the funds for the Democrats, and I call the (laughs) the biblically responsible funds the funds for the conservative Republicans. I mean, I know that you shouldn't do that, but really that's where it has evolved, and they're that far apart. While Christians many times think they're doing the right thing by investing in socially responsible funds, they're really actually supporting many of the agendas that violate biblical principles and violate the moral fiber of what they believe in.
1: And, you know, we take it even a step further in going to other issues that are also impact the environment, if you will. Socially responsible screens may avoid energy companies altogether, while the biblically responsible screens allow for investment in natural resources, such as energy and timber and mining companies. But they're looking for companies that demonstrate sustainable harvesting practice and good stewardship of the earth. So the socially responsible screening basically adds another layer of due diligence, but then BRI adds even another layers. There's cousins, they're similar, but they also, as you described, are very different by nature. So we definitely wanted to point that out. And one of the things that I have understood is that there's basically 60 activities that have been screened out when looking at the biblical standards. You want to talk about that a little more detail, Bob?
2: Well, I'm not sure what you mean by acti- you, the activities that we've been talking about already. Correct. By yes. what you mean is the, the, the gambling, right. the gambling, tobacco, alcohol, pornography, sporting agendas that would violate biblical principles like the LGBT. But also we've added human slavery to that is another agenda. So there's about seven to eight main ones, and then they'll go deeper off of those.
1: You know, I've heard those referred to as sin stocks. Is that a term that you've heard in your years as you've supported the biblically responsible movement?
2: Yes, it is. I have heard that because actually there are sin stock mutual funds that you can invest in if you want to. And I can't imagine wanting to do that profit from immoral agendas. But there's sin stock mutual funds, and this is just exactly the opposite of it.
1: We know our clients tell us all the time that they feel good about supporting companies that are a blessing to our communities as well as to Christian families. And that makes them feel good while they're doing well with their money at the same time, if that makes sense.
2: It does. And you know what's interesting is that we have seen over the years companies that passed our biblically responsible screens and then all of a sudden the companies got involved in something that went in direct violation of it. We've watched those companies as they've become involved in those immoral agendas. It's kind of like crossing the line. And once they cross the line, it's a slippery slope. And they start going down that slippery slope. And we've seen it impact them in huge financial ways. Not to say that it's always going to, but it has many, many times in the past. Do you understand what I mean when I say that?
1: Yes. I. You know, I've always kind of said when there's smoke, there's fire. Not that that's an exact parallel to your comment, but when you start going down the wrong path, I mean, we've seen that all in our, our personal lives and in our past. And, you know, I think of it when we talk about our kids hanging out with the wrong kids, if you will. And then pretty soon they're around a crowd that you really don't want them involved with to take that to your investing portfolio is just another way to ensure that you're following along with your core values and beliefs. And that's what we're looking for.
2: And you know what's so excited about this in our industry is to see how biblically responsible investing started with just one mutual fund family and how now there's many mutual fund families to pick from. There is even biblically responsible ETFs now, electronic traded funds available, and we've watched the cost of the funds drop dramatically. There's institutional shares that we can buy now, along with that because of the great computer technology, we can build individual stock portfolios. There's no reason today to not be biblically responsible investing more so than ever In the history of biblically responsible investing, that still is kind of a new movement. I mean, it's over 20 years old, but when you think about socially responsible investing, that started 50, 60 years ago. BRI is catching on quickly. Now, remember, when we say biblically responsible investing, I say BRI. I know that's a term we use a lot in our industry now. I know that many of our listeners have never heard that term, BRI. But when you hear that, that means biblically responsible investing. The bottom line is you don't have to give up your Christian convictions to be investing in a good, well-rounded portfolio. You're going to get large cap value. You're going to get small cap growth. You're going to get international. You're going to get bond portfolios. All the different types of investments available, you can build a diversified model today that's biblically responsible.
1: And you know, we've come so far. And now that just shows you what a demand there is for this out there, that they keep coming out with new ways to serve this. It is a bit of a niche market, but it's a much more mainstream market than it ever has been in the past. You know, they used to refer to this as feel-good investing. But you know, I say, what's wrong with that? It's our money. And if you want to control how it's vested, why shouldn't you be able to do that? If you boil it down, I don't think that anyone wants to support companies that do harm to our environment. They violate human rights or support immoral business practices. That just doesn't feel right, and we want to avoid that. Who wouldn't? This practice, it's not just for millennials and the younger generation. It's for all Christians.
2: Well, it's all about integrating your faith with your finances. That's what we talk about. That's what this show is about, is integrating your faith with your finances. And if we really believe that God owns it all, I know you and I believe that. And we talk about that on the show through past shows. We've talked about what God's word says about money. And as we go forward, we believe in the biblical principle that it belongs to God. And we are managers of it and we want to be good stewards with it. And this is where biblically responsible investing falls. It falls under that category of if you really believe God owns it all and you know that he does, and you want to make a difference in how you're investing, this is a way to do it.
1: And you know, Bob, biblically responsible investing is an ideal strategy for families and individuals who want their investments to be an extension of their lifestyle. It is based in biblical scriptures, and in more than one way. And for those of us who choose to worship our Lord and Savior, We want to do it with our money as well. So I'm going to take a cue from the Bible in the first book of Corinthians, chapter 10, verse 31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. So why shouldn't we be doing that with our wealth as we grow it?
2: Amen, Mary Jo. I 100% agree with you, and I want to challenge those that are hearing today to find out more about biblically responsible investing. You can do that by going to our website for this podcast, Christian Financial Podcast.com. Also on our website for CIS Wealth Management Group, which is who we work for, there is an area there called the Education Center. And you can go on the Education Center, there's a drop down that goes to Christian Mutual Funds, and we can put a link to that from the Christian Financial Podcast website so that you can go directly to that and see all of the available mutual funds to you.
1: Well, before we wrap up, Bob, one of the things that I did want to point out is I think that some investors may be concerned that in order to support the biblically responsible investment strategies, they may give up something in the way of performance. Can you speak to that a little bit?
2: Well, yeah, I can. And you may. You may give up some in the way of performance, but that has not been proven. The performance levels of BRI are right there with the performance levels of socially responsible as well as a portfolio that's not responsible at all in anything. But even if you do have to give up 1% or 2% of the portfolio, do you believe that God would honor that in maybe other areas of your life? And sometimes being obedient calls for a little bit of sacrifice. I'm not saying you have to sacrifice, but I want to challenge you to be willing to do that. Mary Jo, if I've made a 7% return versus a 8.5% return, But I knew that the 7% return went with my convictions. And I knew that it was honoring to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm willing to go with a lower return. Absolutely. Not that I have to, but I'm willing to.
1: Absolutely. You know, I think that most Christians want their investments to reflect their Christian values. At least that's what we're hearing from our clients all the
0: time. You are listening to Christian Financial Perspectives. Join us next week as we explore what God's Word says about money. And don't forget, you can sign up for our free newsletter at ciswealth.com or give us a call at 877-71-TRUTH. That's 877-718-7884. To make sure you don't miss any of our podcasts regarding the truth about money, be sure to subscribe to Christian Financial Perspectives at ChristianFinancialPodcast.com for free. If there are any specific topics you would like to hear more about, we'd love to hear from you.
1: That's all for now. Until next week. Investment Advisory Services offered through Christian Investment Advisors, Inc., DPA CIS Wealth Management Group, a registered investment advisor. Investing in mutual funds is subject to risk and loss of principal. There is no assurance or certainty that any investment strategy will be successful in meeting its objectives. Investors should consider the investment objectives, risks, and charges and expenses of the funds carefully before investing. The prospectus contains this and other information about the funds. Contact Bob Barber at 672 Ridge Hill Drive, Suite A1. New Braunfels, Texas 78130 or at 830-609-6986 to obtain a prospectus, which should be read carefully before investing or sending money.